Welcome to the What They Hardly Warned Us About podcast, short story edition, where we help get you through the day with a little drama, mystery, intrigue, innocent romance, and some based-on-a-true-story features. Here's your host, Tisha Jones. Chapter 4, Hidden Grace and the Epilogue Let's see how Grace makes her grand escape from leaving Rick. I waited for Rick to leave for work before I started packing up my things. As I did, though, I realized I didn't have much to even take with me since I didn't get many opportunities to buy things for myself. We had a big house with so many nice things in it, but they all belonged to Rick or us, not to me. I only filled a small duffel bag with some clothes, one laptop, my phone, my personal IDs before walking out of the house. On my phone was the name Kathy and my text string with her. She was going to pick me up and take me to the shelter that had room for me. I didn't really talk in the car. Instead, was thinking about how Rick would react when he came home and I wasn't there. No dinner made for him. No wife waiting to take care of him. He would probably get angry and try to find me. Kathy was telling me something, but I just couldn't focus on a single word she was saying. Before I knew it, we were there. And it was actually much nicer than I thought it would be. It reminded me of a college dorm where everyone had a small space to themselves. Kathy's friend that ran the shelter took my phone and made me delete and block Rick's number. She also turned off the tracking and location so he couldn't find out where I was. I thought that the women that I would see there would all look beaten and broken. Some did, while others seemed to be doing okay, and they were helping others. I was taken to my little room and saw a bed and a desk for me. I put down my duffel bag and sat down, trying to absorb everything. A few minutes later, a woman knocked on my door and I went to open it. Hi, I'm your neighbor. My name is Natalie. The woman held out her hand for me to shake. Hi, I'm Grace. I said, not used to being social anymore. Don't worry, that'll pass, Natalie said, and I looked at her confused. Most women that come here don't remember how to act in society after all of the abuse that they dealt with. It'll come back though. Okay. I didn't know what else to say. So if you have any questions, feel free to ask me. I can help you get sorted out. I did have one question. The woman that brought me here told me that this program can help me to find work. Oh, definitely. They can help you get an interview. And we even have some nice clothing you can borrow to wear. She told me. The next few days were kind of a blur as I realized that not getting instantly yelled at was a nice change. Sometimes I would eat with the other women and I was finding myself smiling again for the first time. We would talk together about what our different husbands and boyfriends did. And for the first time, I felt validated that how he was treating me was abuse. I got an interview for a job and soon started working there and making money for myself. Rick's number was still blocked, so he had no way of finding me. Some of the people were urging me to go to the courts and get a divorce, 
but I still just couldn't seem to face him. I didn't want to see him and let him bring me back down to where he did before. Even though I'd left him, I was still quite wary of his presence. After a few months, I made enough money to leave the shelter and to get an apartment for myself a few times over. I thanked everyone for what they did to help me and saw a new woman going into the shelter. I hoped her journey would be just as successful as mine was. Seeing how she looked made me realize that's how I was only a few months ago. Now I had a job, a car, and my own life. The only problem was that once outside of my little bubble, I was going to have to face the real world and my life that went with that. First, I had to deal with friends that were asking me how I could leave Rick and begging me to tell them where I was. Even if they pretended to be on my side, I could tell the minute they found out my address, they were going to tell Rick where I was. Why didn't I block those numbers? Well, that could be easily remedied. Block? I only trusted one of my old friends. Sally was a college friend, and I started to reconnect with her. She seemed proud of everything and how I was doing and that I was getting my life back on track. I got myself a car, another computer, and a new phone with a new number so people would stop calling me all the time talking about Rick. Work was going great for me, even though it didn't start that way. The company knew who helped me get an interview, so I could tell right away that my bosses seemed to be a little bit wary of me. Honestly, seeing a man in a position of power again was scary, and I tried to be perfect for him. I worried about how he would respond. I would apologize like crazy whenever something wasn't perfect and fear that he would yell or start degrading me. That never happened. And instead, he constantly told me that I was doing a great job. One night, I had Sally over for dinner and we started talking about everything. She was always nice and avoided talking about Rick or anyone in that group that I used to hang out with. And instead, we talked about work, TV, and anything else we can think of. Then things took a more serious note all of a sudden. All of a sudden, Sally seemed to get a little curious about my progression on things. So Grace, it's been a while and I just have to ask, have you thought of seeing anyone yet? Well, it is a little soon after everything still. I am worried about how a new guy might treat me and if I'd fall into that same situation that I did with Rick. I don't want to ruin it, you know, the new life that I made for myself. By the way, I'm still married, I explained to her. I know that you and Rick didn't work out, but not every guy is Rick. I mean, sure, every guy messes with your emotions and can upset you sometimes, but that's what marriage and dating is. I mean, no. Rick emotionally abused me. It was more than him just upsetting me, I tried to explain. I thought I explained this all to her before. I mean, if it was really abuse, then why isn't Rick in jail for it? Why didn't you go to the police? She was starting to sound like she was accusing me. You didn't even fully get a divorce. 
you are here moving on with your life and I think at least he deserves the same respect to get a divorce so he can move on with his. This felt like the same old, same old that I had heard before. I was tired of justifying myself to other people and I didn't think I had to justify myself to her. I knew that she just didn't fully understand what was going on just as I did it and it wasn't her fault but couldn't she be sympathetic and on my side anyway I just wanted to change the subject to something else before she had me spiraling about what Rick did to me and I didn't want to talk about that I had been in therapy for a while and my therapist even explained that it's normal for abuse victims even after they leave to doubt their claims of abuse So I don't want what she is saying to bring me down that road and have me questioning all of my decisions. The point is, I don't think I'm ready to start to date again. Maybe if the right guy comes along, I can worry about it then. My voice started to get a little more pointed. Still, you must feel lonely living about yourself, she persisted. Jeez, can't she even take a hint? Maybe I'll get a dog or something. Then I won't have to worry about being alone. The two of us laughed, even though I wasn't humored. Being on my own started to feel like me again. Like the me before I even met Rick and the things he was doing to me started to fade away. He was being replaced by people who understood me and the ones who didn't yell at me or degrade me for no reason. I have no clue what I am going to do with my life down the road when it came down to getting a divorce and moving on. Now, my life seems perfect and I can finally heal from what happened to me and put it in the past where it belongs. Epilogue. Well, as it turns out, Sally ended up not being the best secret keeper or friend and ended up telling Rick my new phone number. How does she even get his number? I blocked him and deleted him from my previous phone. I knew after the first phone call, I could have blocked him there on my new number. Instead, I let him speak and listen to what he was saying. I'm so sorry about what happened to us, he pleaded. Your leaving was a huge wake-up call for me. And I know I need to change. If you give me another chance, things will be different this time, I promise. How can I know that for sure, Rick? Because when you left me, it hurt me so much. It made me realize that you are what completes me. And without you, I am a completely broken person. I took you for granted. And I know now that I'll do whatever I need to do to win you back. When we said our vows, I said, in good times and bad, this is just the bad, and we need to keep our vows to each other. I don't know. I don't know. You hurt me, Rick. You were a broken person with me, and you tried to break me too. You hurt me too bad for me to even think about that. I'll give you all the time you need. I'll wait for you. These were all the things I wish he could have said to me when we were together. I would have given anything to hear those words come out of his mouth months ago. Why did he wait till now? Why was my leaving a wake-up call for him really? I don't know, Rick. I have to think about it. 
He called almost every day. His voice was softer and sweeter than it was the day before. He talked so gently to me. He had become the same man he was when we first met. Eventually, I gave him my address. And for once, he ended up cooking for me and waiting on me hand and foot the day he came. Afterwards, he had flowers and gifts sent to me constantly with sweet little notes begging me to come back. I had remember the night he asked me to come back home. I remember I backed away from him and cried. He walked up to me and cupped my face ever so gently and wiped the tears away from my eyes. Don't back away from me. I won't hurt you. I would never lay a finger on you. I couldn't even look at him. I was crying because he used to always ridicule my emotions. I turned my back to him. It wasn't you laying a finger on me I struggled to get out. You destroyed me. You cheated on me. You... I couldn't even finish. This time, he massaged my shoulders gently and pleaded with me. He told me over and over how sorry he was and that he'd never hurt me again. Then he turned me around and held me in his arms while I cried in his chest. I had never been held by him like that. Never before had he begged me and told me how much he loved me. One part of me wanted to push him away and tell him to get out. The other part didn't want this moment to end. Those other women told me how their husbands and boyfriends would beg. But this was different. This had to be different. This felt good. Before long, I was back in the place that I had called home before and settled back with the new Rick. He would bring me flowers and take me on romantic dates where he would go all out to make me happy. The commute to my job was long, so we both decided that I would quit my job and stay home again. Rick actually helped me to find a new job closer if I wanted. This, to me, was definite proof that he had changed because he didn't want me to work before. The decision to stay home this time was predominantly all my own. Rick did make plenty of money to support us both, after all, and he seemed pleased with the decision. But I kept my own bank account. I knew that I had to get back into the mindset of being a good wife because I must have forgotten a lot about the things that Rick liked. He would get slightly upset and sternly, but gently remind me how he'd like his shirts ironed and his eggs cooked. He was still nice to me, though. He was still nice. He wasn't really like those other men I heard about when I was living in the shelter. Rick just needed to remind me to make sure that I did what I was supposed to do to make our marriage work since I had been on my own for a few months. He was still nice. All of our friends thought it was great that I came to my senses and returned home where I belonged. You've been listening to the What They Hardly Warned Us About podcast with Tisha Jones. This episode is sponsored by Talkspace. Before you go, we'd like to introduce you to Couples Counseling with Talkspace Online Therapy. Rediscover the strengths of your relationship and make it stronger than ever. 
You may be asking, is online couples counseling right for my partner and me? Talkspace Online Couples Therapy offers more flexible and accessible options for when to meet and the preferred mode of treatment. It's important that both you and your partner feel comfortable with the method of treatment that you choose in order to get the most out of the experience. Let's talk about what you'll get from Talkspace Couples Therapy. You'll be able to identify specific issues to work on with the support of an unbiased professional. Develop a solutions-oriented approach to rediscover your relationship strengths. Gain insight into relationship patterns and dysfunctional dynamics that hinder relationships. Practice conflict resolution strategies for improved empathy and problem-solving skills. Learn communication tools to increase vulnerability and restore trust. You'll get ongoing dedicated support through live video sessions and unlimited messaging. However, let's say that you realize that you need to go to it alone and focus only on yourself. Well, we're glad you're here. With Talkspace, a licensed provider will be right there with you, helping you navigate life's ups and downs. Getting here is hard, and you've already accomplished this step. Their network of providers covers a range of specialties to meet your specific needs. Listen, we know taking the first step is scary, but we want you to know that Talkspace is there for you. If you sign up today, you'll receive $100 off your first session with the link in the description box. Don't go at it alone. You are just as valuable. You matter. Get help for you. Choose you. Follow the link on our webpage at fewwarnings.buzzsprout.com to get $100 off. Again, follow the link on our webpage at fewwarnings.buzzsprout.com. If you've enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell a friend and leave your comments. Also, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and Spotify. Additionally, you can follow us on YouTube at What They Hardly Warned Us About and on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at You Warnings. And for donations, gifts, and love offerings, feel free to use our cash app at dollar sign few warnings. Finally, if you find that you need help in any facet of your life, please visit our webpage for important free resources and for valuable links attached to each episode to help you get the help you need. Remember, the bravest thing you can do is ask for help. See you next time. Bye-bye.